0: Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. This week on Friends, I've got my young stars with me, Kenise Mobley. Kenise made her late-night debut on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She hosts Complexify on Vice News, Love About Town an interview and relationship podcast and make yourself cry which is available on planet scum she's also going to be on the same comedy show it's called the fly over comedy festival in st louis november 11th so come and check us out are you going to be in st louis welcome see us also welcome back it's been too long venice antoinette She's a podcaster, content creator, and entrepreneur. Venise hosts her own podcast. It's called Sip and Spill. After obtaining her master's degree in TV and media management, she went on to work with Glass Entertainment Group, a production company, to help successfully produce one of the largest podcasts on Apple, Confronting O.J. Simpson, which got over 7 million listeners in its first season. She then started her business, Podcasting and Media Group, LLC, to help... Help small business owners and independent podcasters launch their own podcasts. I want to thank all of our listeners and friends like us because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcasts Now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. That's important. Make sure you turn on the auto download function for Friends Like Us for Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Our Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast, Us and Twitter is FriendsLikeUs10. Become more than a friend, leave us a tip or a donation. Just go to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash Like us. Now, as a Patreon friend, you get to see our recordings live backstage. Merch is available. We have t shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, face masks, tank tops. They're all available on my website. Go to marinafranklin.com. Weekly on my YouTube channel, I go live with my assistant, Evelyn Frick, my wacky friend, Dave Juskow. We give updates to the show. We shout out fans who leave reviews. And we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by. And sometimes we offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows. And with friends like us, it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way. Tell a friend you know to check us out. Stay safe. Wash those dirty little hands. Wear a mask still if you want to. Get the new booster. It protects you against the variants and black lives matter. I am so excited to have both of you young ladies here today. It's an important time in our history with votes and Venice is back after way too long. Venice is a young friend that I met through Keith Robinson. She is an, she's an entrepreneur. She's also helped me with my social media because she's young and she knows how to do things correctly. You, as you see, Venice, I'm not really active on TikTok, but I got 50,000 people without doing anything. Thanks to you. <laughs> Thanks for your advice. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and you're also a podcaster, right? And you have an LLC.
1: Yes. 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 Where I teach people how to get started with podcasting. So, Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Oh, and my podcast is called Sip and Spill. So that is my baby. The idea behind it is we sip on drinks while spilling the tea on dating and relationships. So I'm going to have Marina on as a guest um, very soon, hopefully. Oh, we should
0: talk about that. It, some of the topics are way too intense, so let's we'll segue into that in a sec. <laughs> also, Canise is here. Welcome back, Kanise. Hello, boy, everybody.
2: Hello. You chose people with rhyming names this time. I was like, whoa, <laughs> Kanise and Venice. <laughs> That's so rare. <laughs> Yeah. Spellcheck always tries to make my name more closely like your name.
1: hmm And I always get Venice. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kenees is also a comedian, one of my young stars in the game. And she, is, she always tries to fight the young star, but she's young. <laughs> and she's hilarious. And you're also going to be on the same festival that I saw, the Flyover Festival in November yes. with... Um, What I've never done that flyover festival. I haven't either.
2: And it'll be my first time on a plane in a while. Uh, So I'm I'm kind of nervous, but also excited. There are a bunch of people on it that are cool. So I'm like, maybe it'll be fun.
0: I know. Where is it? Where are we going? St. Louis, which I've never been to. I've never been to. Well, as a kid, I was in St. Louis. Because I have relatives there. But I don't... It was a long... I just remember um, seeing... No, I don't remember much. <laughs> I was very young. Re- it didn't leave an impression young. at all. It was just a trip with the family. And now, like, I think I have some cousins still there. So, but I'm only going to be there for one day. Me too. I hope I did that ticket right, by the way. No one's contacted me, so who knows. But it's a festival. I'm I'm supposed to be there with Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman and friends. So I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. I'll be a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Is your first time traveling
2: in a while? Yeah, I've been really sticking to uh, New York and New York-based things, and now I'll be traveling for the first time in a while, and so
0: it'll it should be interesting. Awesome, awesome. Well, it it's I'll tell you that I've been on the road. I went to um, where was I? I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes, for a show. That's a long story. And then okay, I was in I was like, Michigan. But-
1: but why like how we end up in Tulsa yeah.
0: <laughs> I did a comedy festival believe it or not yes it's that's what a whole story there? that is on an episode that you must all listen to at some point because I talked about it it was weird um but yeah there's a festival there that they do some rich they got rich tycoons oil oh. a lot of oil mm. so they do festivals and then they don't really um yeah, they don't really apologize <laughs> for a lot. And let me tell you, Black Wall Street is like literally 5 minutes from the festival. Wow. Of a walk.
1: Of a
2: walk. Oh
1: walk.
2: Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, cool to see, but also cuz cuz a lot a lot of the white people still there. A lot of that—they,
0: <laughs> them, and their kids, and their kids' kids—all still just chilling real close to it. I stayed in the hotel that I thought was a nice hotel, and then I looked on the wall, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Are these the people that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I looked up a lot of history, and you know what? That's the best part, Venice. I don't know if you get to travel a lot, but that's the best part of doing comedy—is you get to travel and you kind of learn a lot about America's history through just flying do you get to travel a lot um I would say the past year I've traveled a
1: a lot more than I've traveled before like I've always traveled a pretty decent amount but um I would say I spent most of this year on a plane so <laughs> so I got to experience um a lot of parts of like this country that I feel like Like, I feel like with traveling, I always looked at it as international. So previously, I would always try to travel internationally. But this year, um, I focused on just seeing what the United States has to offer. And it's just real interesting seeing how different different regions and different states are within like the same country. Like even like the people, it's like people in like Philadelphia versus people in a city I stayed in in Arizona, you wouldn't even think we were from the same place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's why we got to divide the state line. I mean, you know, hey, segregation, it happened. They said we were integrated, but we're not. No, no, not at all. Not tell me about the spill in the tea thing. Like a dating, <laughs> like, are you dating? Is that your boyfriend? I saw you with. The one that I was practicing my boxing skills almost on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that I'm like actively dating, but it's funny because my podcast is kind of following my journey of the failures that I keep coming across <laughs> in dating. So it's like I'll like point out some of like the funniest like hinge like pickup lines that I get or just like the scenarios that happen when I'm going out dating, it's just, it's it's very, um, it's rough out here. And the older I get, I'm realizing two things. One, it's harder because <laughs> for whatever reason, when I was younger, I thought it'd be easier, but it's not. And two, married men love single women, the older I get, <laughs>
0: Now you're young. You're saying you're older. Well, you're older than when you were young. I just turned 30. Yes, that's a bit. You're a baby. Uh. <laughs> you're a baby. See, Kanisha's young.
1: I think for me, I I had a reality check cuz like as you said, I'm I'm known from TikTok and most of my fan base are like kids that are under 20. And this girl on my 30th birthday, one of my little fans commented on my birthday post and said, um, oh, if you're single, my dad is single and looking. And I was like, I've officially hit the age of stepmommy recruitment. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: that was a one off because I don't think I ever had that offer. However, I, I will
2: say I, I'm all of 36. But I mean, uh, someone who already who can afford a child. You know, talk, think about it. I just, I think you're discounting it really quickly. And I think that you should look at your option. Just it could be a good option is all you have less work to do. They've already established everything you're coming in as like the oh, the rebuilding year. You didn't have to build shit, but like you come in and you just like support what's going on. That seems nice.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you get to reap
0: the benefits of someone else's work. That is absolutely true. (laughs) Lord knows, I've been I've worked on a couple of motherfuckers that are out there. Sorry, I can't help it. And I know that I've handed them off to some people, and they're like, "Thank you." Yeah, one. one someone was, else has already
2: done all the work. Mm-hmm.
0: I've, I've, I've trained work. a few, and they were young. I got them in. <laughs> I trained some young twenty-year-olds that are are pretty good now. But <laughs> I will <laughs> I will say there was one that he's untrainable. And I seen him <laughs> out there and he's trying. And I'm like, you, you, you didn't learn and you're out there and you still ain't learned. And I could see it. And I'm, I see you trying and I'm like, all you don't know, but these women are going to see what I saw because you didn't get the lesson. So you're single. Vince. I am. I am single. Now in your thirties, are you thinking about now? I have to ask you this because we're on a, are you thinking about children?
1: Yeah, um, I feel like my third, like my thirtieth birthday, was like exciting and depressing at the same time, cause it's like, wow, dating for fun is kind of out the window now. Like I have to be a lot more intentional. <laughs>
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> and so, like, um, a lot of my friends are like. Married, engaged, like have kids and all that stuff And I'm just the single friend who shows up with the champagne when you want to cry So um, I just have to, you know, figure that out But I also, like I said, I haven't really been actively dating I felt like I needed a break because the options just weren't that phenomenal out there Are you on a dating app? I was um, I actually recently tried facebook dating um I didn't but know. i only lasted on there for about three hours and then i <laughs> never got back.
0: i mean it, it, yes it makes sense but what um, happened
1: Well, one, it was very confusing because, like, so my mom convinced me that I need to (laughs) open my horizons, right? Because I always had this dream of having, like, a Black husband and having a, you know, Black family, very pro-Negro. And she is with my father, but she convinced me that I need to open my horizons and attempt to date other races. So I was like, okay, well, let's try some white men. So I opened Facebook dating. I let my preference just be free, you know? And what I noticed is that a lot of the um, unmelanated men felt like they would reach out to me like, oh, hey, beautiful, da 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 But then I look at their profile and they would have like Confederate flags on their trucks or like uh, Trump 2024, like stickers on their cars. And I'm just like... Did you look at my profile at all when <laughs> you asked me? So that's scary. Yeah,
0: because I also wonder. I've seen some of. Um, it was one case where there was a woman who went on a dating app and then she went missing. Like I also, I I worry about black women now. I've been seeing like some trending things where you they, you know. You got to be careful out there because you mm-hmm. never know what these white men are trying to do to to us. So yeah. Be, be careful. I, honestly,
1: I think, too, like when I realized it, I think it's more of a fetish thing. Like, I don't think it's that they're actually looking to seriously date a black woman. Not all of them, of course, but just the ones I was coming across. I felt like it was more of a fetish thing than an actual interest um, because their beliefs were just so like completely opposite of you know me and what most black women they would come across was that it was like this is clearly just a fetish
0: now stay says i need a face palm emoji because venice (laughs) as a white woman i'm embarrassed (laughs) then again i am a lesbian so (laughs) So, there it is
1: that's so funny
0: (laughs) yeah it's i've i have had my shares of white guys um And I know, Knees, you too, right? Really? Yeah, I've been always open. I was talking to Yamanika about this last night, actually, because we were talking about the situation of black women. Like, you do have to open your horizon. You know, you can't limit yourself. There's not a lot of options out there for black women. A lot of times, if you look statistically at what your options are, where they are, you know, black men are incarcerated and the situations economically can lead to some type of depression. So, you know, it is more work for us to find men, suitable men, that is healthy in a relationship. No diss to black men, it's just what it is, right? So, but I I wondered, are you um, freezing your eggs? Denise? Me? Um... (laughs) Am I at the age? I was going to say, am I at the age where I need to consider that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Then I guess I should. (laughs) Mama, mama, auntie, T.T. Rina about to have this conversation (laughs) with you. So it, it can be daunting and expensive, but you are definitely at the age. You're young and it does cut off at a at a certain age where they find your eggs viable for freezing. Okay. So this is the time so that you don't have that pressure to mm-hmm. make a family with someone you don't want to make a family with. Okay. You want to have a family, freeze your eggs and then you can do everything you want to do because in into your for you know all those stories about the women in their 50s having babies, that's cuz they froze their eggs oh okay that makes sense yes that makes and when sense. i was your Jana age Jackson, i didn't know this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. just have a yeah no, they don't <laughs> tell the full story right <laughs> <laughs> and we need more black women doing this too because also for women who can't have viable eggs right they do need um, eggs that do look similar to them for like sometimes women can have Still another woman's egg. So you could have some kids out there that with another woman. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So a lot of women who are in lesbian relationships, for example, they still want to have kids. They want the kids to look like them. So they go to these banks, but they don't have viable eggs that look like them because we don't do it enough. Right, Candace, you're shaking your head. Have you have you experienced this? Or I looked at
2: the price tag and I said, you know what? Maybe I just don't need kids, and that's <laughs> uh, that was my very quick response because I'm a cheapo. And uh, there
0: are a lot of loans out there. There's programs
2: taking out a loan for a maybe kid, and I will even. I'm not even that tied to having a kid. Ever. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. I actually, I think I'm, you know, I think I can officially say, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And uh, that's a lot of money for something I'm not particularly into. I'll I, donate them. I said them. loan,
0: but there are programs out there to reduce the cost. And the younger you are, the cheaper it is. The older you are and the more difficult it is, the more expensive it gets. So it's best you do it now when you're young than when you get older. So okay. that's my, that's t that's T.T.'s <laughs> advice. Do you want them? <laughs> <laughs> you, you and Christmas. don't let them discourage you, too. Sometimes you go to these places and, you know, they don't want no black babies. So they'd be discouraging. So you got a little bit of a battle ahead. But you're at the perfect age to start. Okay. I told okay. Zainab Johnson, this comedian, and she did this because I, I told her very a long time ago. And I'm so glad she did it. So now she doesn't have that pressure. Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm. Okay, I definitely will look into that. How much does it usually cost?
0: Well, let's see. It could be anywhere from ten thousand to a hundred thousand it It depends on the situation as it, as I said, as you get older, it can be daunting because you it's like you know it gets more difficult so women will do trials. You get that first batch of eggs, you know that's easy, then it gets cheaper. And it can okay. be less. It can be less. You know, you have to talk to your doctors and look up programs in Philadelphia, which is where you are. Right. I'm in Harrisburg, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So look up the programs, speak to your doctors and Google. OK. Because okay. there are there are ways to make it less expensive.
1: OK.
2: But you got to pay rent on those eggs like you got to pay for them to keep storing them. So it also like, yeah, like how long it takes. You have to pay rent on the eggs? <laughs> well, like you have to pay for them to store them in like oh. a facility that keeps them viable. So every, I don't know if it's yearly. I remember in college, my, my friend, she's Asian and she's tall. And she was like doing really well in school and they paid to take a lot of her eggs for, and she doesn't know what happened to them, but she was like, yeah, here, this pays off some debt I have here to take my eggs. But yeah people who want those eggs have to pay for them to be stored. And that's a part of the cost that you have to think about every year. You're not making a baby. You're storing a potential baby.
0: Mm, I know it's crazy. Um, Now, the reason I, of course, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but the reason I know about this is because I have breast cancer and that was the first time in my late 40s that I learned anything. I was like, this is crazy that I'm learning this so late. If I can help all my young sisters out there to start early and do this, I will. So that's my TT advice. Now, since you are in Pennsylvania, let's start with this uh, conversation about voting. Mm. And, well, that's in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Fetterman, right? Mm -hmm. Is in Philadelphia. But you know about this. Do you see the ads, even though you're in Pennsylvania? Yeah, I mean, I'm recently
1: out of Philadelphia. So I still, like, I'm still kind of aware with what's going on. I'm very disappointed with how Philadelphia is being handled as a whole. Um, Like, the the crime rate is just so high. It's just alarming to me that it just doesn't seem like it's a priority to anybody. And then when you ask the leader of the city, his opinion, he says on camera, he can't wait for his term to be over. And so it's like, did you see that? No. Okay, I'll I'll have to send it to you after this because I have a clip of it. But he literally says that to a reporter in the mic on camera. Like he basically is just like, eh, I can't wait for this to be over. And it's like, they're asking him about what is their plan in reference to all of these deaths, all of these people dying, all these people disappearing, all of like, it's just horrible. <laughs> it really is. And it's just like, he's just like, oh yeah, I can't wait for my term to be over. Cause I'm over it. Basically is like to sum it up what I got out of it. So, you know, I see, you know, Fetterman and um, I'm hoping that if he is voted in, things will change. But to be honest, um, I'm just disappointed with how I feel like a lot of times politicians, especially in the state of Pennsylvania, they make all of these promises and say all these things that they want to do for Philadelphia. And I don't see that change happening in a city that I feel like is very Like to me, out of all of the cities in Pennsylvania, that's the one that deserves the most work and effort because that's where the biggest population is. That's where the most voters are. That's where the most changes really happen. That's where the most history comes from. And it just is being, you know, thrown to the wolves basically for us to figure it out for ourselves.
0: Yeah, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, the Democratic nominee for U.S. Senate, said he wants voters to know that his stroke in May hasn't changed his support for issues that he believes most Philadelphians and state residents care about. For example, Fetterman said he supports increasing the minimum wage, increasing funding for public schools, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, common sense gun laws, abortion rights and the Protecting the Right to Organize Act in co- Congress which I don't know what Oz's platform is. I haven't seen anything.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just still like, it's funny. I just, he's really running. Like he is really running and he's funding his own campaign. Like that is just so insane to me. Um, But yeah, I didn't really see much of like, like I've seen it, but I haven't really paid close attention to like what he's running on.
0: And it's a tight race right now. Yeah, it's insane that it's tight. Yeah, it is. That's Dr. Uh,
2: Really? The man who like sells snake oil. We're we're really going to say he should be
1: in charge. That's that's wild. Yes. The man who had his own TV show. (laughs) (sighs) Do you guys follow
2: uh, Fetterman on any social media? It it is quite funny. He just like it's him on Oz all day on Twitter. Just like just shit posting. Sorry. But yeah, it's very funny.
1: What no, I say? was just pointing out uh, what Stace said in the comments because um she is correct. I did see that Dr. Oz is very like much sticking up for Trump and trying to kind of like um bring him back kind of thing. So
0: Yeah, it's sad that it does work for some campaigns. The the defense of the election being fake or or um the the election being uh why can I think of the word? What's wrong with me? Uh, not accurate. Yeah, they're to- total con men. I agree with you, Stace. Now, Oz also, you know, he atta- as a doctor, I find it surprising that he attacked a man who had a stroke. The Oz campaign sent a letter signed by 15 physicians in Pennsylvania urging Fetterman to release his medical records and provide Pennsylvanians with the transparency they are owed. And Oz released his own medical records after an annual checkup and said he was in excellent health. And Fetterman has fended off the criticism, maintaining that he's in good shape to serve in the Senate, and notes his doctor, he echoed this in a letter. Overall, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman is well and shows strong commitment to maintaining good fitness and health practices. Now, Kenice, I know you went through this scare not so long ago. How are you doing? Uh, So I had a stroke
2: two and a half months ago, and i'm doing all right i'm still like working on my health every day but it's it's interesting because it does make me say okay there's a lot of things i've been doing just because I'm in motion with, and I was just maintaining that motion. But now stepping back and like assessing, okay, is this what I want to be doing? What do I actually think about this? How, what's the best process for me to do this? I've actually seen some areas of my life that I could improve. So I'm not going to pretend like, oh, being a, having a stroke was like a positive thing for me. It wasn't. And I don't wish it on anybody, but it doesn't make it so that you're not able to do your job. It doesn't make it so that you're not able to think clearly about certain issues. It affects you, but to act like he should step down or not run when he's established a quality campaign on real issues that do affect most people in Pennsylvania. uh, That's in bad faith. I don't, I don't like that at all.
0: I think my uncle told me we've had presidents that have had strokes in the past. Like having a stroke does not make you out of it's, you can you can overcome that and and still be fine. It's 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 very strange that a doctor would would do that. It's very low hanging fruit for Dr. Oz.
2: He supports some straight up frauds. Like on his show, he supported them. Things he's pushed publicly have been found out to be garbage that doesn't help people. So it's not surprising at all that he would. Go for the lowest common denominator and attack someone's health when he himself is older. And I mean, Trump had somebody write a letter that says he was the healthiest specimen ever. So, like, that doesn't really mean much. He's just he's grasping, and it's it's not pleasant to watch.
0: Well, I, I am glad that you're doing better, Kanise. You look fine. You don't look you look, you look like great. You, I mean, we would never know. Mm-mm. I would never know. Energy is known. spunky.
2: I was mean in the hospital, is what they told me.
0: Oh, (laughs) did they really?
2: (laughs) Well, they. Okay, so I had a stroke in Utah, and it was the hospital that's like across from the Mormon University, and. It was mostly white people, and they were like all married at like 23, and they had four kids at this time. and One tried to proselytize to me, and I wasn't having it. I was like, Get me back to a blue state. I don't, what is this? What, what
0: is what this? What do you mean pros? What is that? What, that's like a big when you're word, like, you uh, you consider being a Mormon. <laughs> it's like, No, no. I got recruited by Mormons too. <laughs> They wanted you to be a Mormon in the hospital?
2: It'll start with like the soft. I've been pitched before. It'll start with a soft pitch. Like, what's going on? Are you married already? And it's like, no, I'm not. And they're like, oh. And they're like, just like little subtle things. Like, okay, yeah, I'm married. There's an answer. I know the answer. You could get this happy answer. Come on. Like, just little soft pitching it. Until some people break and become Mormons, I guess. I don't know, but that's what they were trying to do.
0: While you're in the hospital with, dealing with the stroke.
2: Yeah, I also thought That's died. insane. So I noticed, I was like, wow, okay. So people are pitching me Mormonism and based on social media, I'm getting a lot of videos for van life. And like, maybe now's the time to like sell all your things and like live in an RV and look at all these people who've tricked out their RVs. And I was like, wow, you guys are really preying on people. <laughs> look, look <laughs> this stuff, this is messed up.
0: Yeah, it's also like if someone asks me that I go, Do you have someone available? Like what is what are you doing? Like show me the person. I'm there talk. might be a lot of dudes out there. I don't know,
2: but I don't no, thank you.
0: So you and then you had to fly home, right? From Utah?
2: they were like, they didn't recommend that I fly. And so we rented a van and started driving across the country, but that was like really bad for my head and neck, just like the bumpiness, of the roads and my family was fighting the whole time. And, uh, there was a certain point and this is very dark. I'm so sorry. Where I was like, I would rather take a plane and die than be in this car for (laughs) like, it's not a good thought, but I was having that thought. And I was just like, it's a funny, I,
0: dark get, thought. Though. Get
2: me out of here. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And then we I flew from uh, Denver.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes the family can really be challenging during these times. I love times. them
2: so much. But yeah, just me having problems. Everyone's stressed out. They were just visiting me in the hospital. Yeah, it was just so.
0: Have you changed your diet? Is Did diet have anything to do with it? Do you know, do they know what caused it?
2: They don't. They have no idea.
0: Wow. I'm just an,
2: another MRI,
0: but like truly, the doctors out there.
2: This is. I. I have a joke about this, but they're like, "What were you doing earlier in the day?" And I was like, "I, I rode a horse up a up a mountain. I rode like to look at the Utah mountains, and it was really pretty and everything." And they're like, "Well, maybe don't ride horses again. <laughs> like, just
0: <laughs> like that's maybe don't solution? do that." Huh? <laughs> do you, did they ever say anything about COVID or? Or did you have COVID at any point?
2: I had COVID in March of this year, but they don't know.
0: Yeah, because it's interesting, you know, because I, I always think about this, not to be like, I know what it is, but it's it's been happening a lot with people, you know. And More young COVID, people have been
2: having strokes.
0: COVID has, it is uh, cardiovascular? Is that what I... Uh, virus so like it could have something to do with it and but i i don't think they'll know anything for a while wow but uh the biden administration is trying to convince more americans to get the updated COVID 19 booster amid low uptake numbers caused by a combination of confusion over the shot declining cases and pandemic fatigue now, I don't know, Venice. are you vaccinated? You haven't been on the show since I, I talked about this.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm vaccinated.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How Did you get the booster, The this new one? Not the new one. So I had gotten the first booster that came out because um, I had Moderna. So I had those two and then the booster. And that's the last thing that I've gotten. Mm hmm. I didn't even know, honestly, until you sent this out. I had no idea that they were, like, doing a whole new one. Like, I knew there was one for, like, um, because I took my parents to get a like updated booster a few months ago, but I had no idea that there was like a public like booster that we're all supposed to be getting all over again. I honestly had no idea. That's
0: why this article.
1: So clearly he's not reaching us.
0: <laughs> they're not, they're not promoting. It was an article in the New York times too, about how this is a very good booster. And it mm. dis- it has no publicity because people have that fatigue. They're kind of done with it. States saying, please do get your, it's called Bivalent. It's an Omicron updated booster and a flu shot. Keep yourselves healthy. And it's true. It's a very good booster. It's probably of all the vaccines. This one is the best one because it'll help you with future variants because these variants are breaking through. Um, even like I, true story i haven't talked about it on the show but i got COVID, and i was one of the ones that people i know all the listeners are like all the mics are dropping (laughs) yeah but i got it because i was i went on the road to michigan i call it dirty michigan and um i was in one of those situations that was unavoidable but i had said i measured risks i needed to make money went on the road took that chance. And that's what happened, you know, two, two hours in a room on stage, you know, hour sets, each unmasked, unventilated, bound to happen. And I got it. So. And it wasn't so bad because I took Paxlovid, which is a drug that anyone can ask over the counter for. If you get it early stages, first day, second day of symptoms, get the Paxlovid three horse pills in the morning, three horse pills at night. But it, and it's nasty, but it works. And not everyone can, is good with it. Some people have allergies. So be very, talk to your doctor. Now, this vaccine, um, is so good. It is so good. I, like, I'm like you have. I'm getting it after this recording, even though I got COVID literally a little over a month ago. And people say to me, they go, "Well, don't you you have antibodies? The new um, there's a new variant out there that can break through your immunity to COVID." So this is what a lot of people don't know. And this is why I always share it on this episode. Stacey saying Marina was so careful. And then, oh, yes, I was. And so thank you for, yeah, I recovered quite well. I I went to the DMV on the sixth day. (laughs) (laughs) They expected between 13 and 15 million people would have gotten the booster by last week, which is just 5% of the eligible population. Doctors and advocates say that people are burned out and, Administration officials privately, they acknowledge it. That is not likely that the interest will rapidly increase in the coming weeks. And administration plans to work with the medical societies to spread the word and launch media campaigns, especially in places where vaccination rates are low and people are skeptical about the vaccine. So get it. Well, no, didn't didn't Biden also say that the
2: pandemic is over and like it used to be required to have the vaccine and a booster to get into a lot of places, and now it's just like not a requirement. Like I'm getting it in two weeks. I have my appointment, but I know a lot of people who are like, "Well, I don't have to to go to a bar with my friends, so I'm not gonna." You don't even make me.
1: You don't even have to wear a mask on the airplane anymore. So that's why I'm just trying to understand. How are they like? getting this information out especially if it's so you know the way you just described it it seems like it's very important it could be very helpful to a lot of people and I don't get how I'm just finding out about this (laughs) and I'm not one of those people who like ignore you know like I feel like I'm pretty well versed on like what's going on in like the world and keeping up on things. So it's just I don't know. It's just like I would think that something like this wouldn't just be thrown under the
0: rug. It's because there's an election coming. okay, And it's you know, what will politicians do is not talk about things that they think is unpopular with voters And there's a quote here. It says it is obviously harder to run a campaign when Congress decides not to fund it. White House COVID-19 response coordinator Ashish Shah said during a briefing on Friday, our media campaign, our campaign with community based organizations, all of that is going to be more limited because of congressional inaction. So Mm, that's why it's intentional that you don't know about this.
1: Okay. Okay. That makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah. The older I've got, this is what happens when you get older. I'm like that old lady that sits in the kitchen and watches news all day. And I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my grandma used to do. So I'm here to fill you in. I'm here <laughs> to tell you on every part. But they will, like, you won't hear Democrats. They just stopped. Even the CDC was like, oh, we're not popular anymore. So we won't talk anymore. Wow. Wow that's alarming but you have to do that work on yourself yeah it is alarming but that's that's where our country is as long as like like I think you know what's happening is Republicans know how morons think (laughs) and (laughs) morons are 95% of the makeup of this country Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so morons go Oh, my God, there's danger. So Republicans go, how can we fuel fear into the people and show them that, that the person you're voting for is letting these this crime go crazy? When in reality, the Republicans has set into motion a lot of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have an episode out that's right now where there's a young lady who talks about how the judges, they let out criminals that they know shouldn't be let out into the streets. For what reason? To sh- prove the point, so that we talk about defunding the police. Wow! You know all all the bail reform. Yeah, it's all connected. It's all connected to politicians.
1: And that's the and part I, that's so yeah. disappointing is that it it comes off like it's like <laughs> it's more important to make a point than it is to do what's right for your people. Like it's much it's much bigger to you know to whoever it is that's running or whoever it is during these these periods of time to say, My balls are bigger, so see what I can do instead of doing what's actually best for the American people. And the pe and then we vote people into office and a lot of people don't know how to, you know, force those people to answer to the promises that they made. And so then it's like once election time comes all over again People are like, you know, complaining about, well, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. And then all of these things happen, like what you just said about the judge letting somebody out who they know they shouldn't just to prove a point, even though they know they shouldn't be out. Like, it's just I don't know. It just constantly is revolving. And I just see it happening over and over and over again. And it takes time. It just Mm -hmm. takes
0: time. You know, um, I heard they say the wheels of justice turn slow so does progress in communities and pr- crime prevention it takes commitment to doing the to do the right thing like i don't know Canise, are you back in new york city yes i am back in new york it's
2: it's so frustrating to know that like Everyone was like super frustrated with Trump, all that. But like how many appointments that he made and people that he appointed who appoint other people and how we're still going to be dealing with the ramifications of that for so long. Because some of those are lifetime appointments. Some of those are appointments until that person wants to go get another job. So we still have to deal with these people who do believe the hype about like, oh, we can't reform prisons because – Uh, this guy let out this one person and he killed someone. So therefore all these people have to stay in jail, even though they're not looking at the other information around that or how it actually positively affects crime rate. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I just get really frustrated by that because it makes me so mad (laughs) that people are like, well, you're right. That one guy let this one other person out. And therefore I'm going to make a generalization about crime in this country and vote for years about an issue. I don't truly understand.
0: Yes. Now, we do hope maybe they get arrested because everyone who surrounds Trump is getting arrested. So maybe some of those elected people <laughs> can. <laughs> Steve Bannon sentenced to four months in prison Finally. for flouting House January 6th panel. I wonder what kind of prison he's going to, though. Is it going to be nice? Does he have It's going to be a weak
2: sauce. The Goodfellas prison where they get to make sauce or whatever. It's not going to be <laughs> real prison. <laughs> and he's only there for four months. This makes me so mad. He yeah, tries to yeah. destabilize democracy, and he gets four, oh, Oh, a slap on the wrist, four months. Don't do that. Mm-mm, that's bad. <laughs> what? Meanwhile, children uh, get more
0: for having weed near them, and this literally four months. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah, I see the 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 scene in was it Goodfellas where he in the. You gotta really slice the <laughs> garlic, Yeah, he's got a razor blade so. and
2: he's slicing through the pieces of garlic and all of his friends are together and they have their evening meal and they hang out and they still do deals outside of the prison. He's there for four months. Wait, oh, you're right. He's going to turn around. He's going to turn around. He's going to change. No, he's
0: not. Now, Stace is saying, I think he'll use his sentence to raise even more money from even more morons. <laughs> for Martha making Stewart martyrs. harder
1: time than he is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. So Steve Bannon has been sentenced to a six thousand five hundred fine and four months incarceration for criminal contempt of Congress. While Bannon demanded documents from the panel investigation, the January 6th insurrection lawmakers on the House Select Committee wanted to know why he said that all hell is going to break loose tomorrow. That's it. That's all they wanted to know. The federal prosecutors were originally seeking six months, by the way, in jail and a two hundred thousand dollar fine. But he got four months and six thousand five hundred. So, yeah,
2: that's nothing to him. That's a joke. That's an inconvenience at most. That's rent. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: What? He doesn't even know what rent is. Like, he hasn't. Just, this is ridiculous. And it's frustrating that they're like, yay, something. And we're supposed to be like, yay, justice. But that's not really justice.
1: No, it's not. It's a slap on the hand to say i did it meanwhile it
0: people don't want you to get your loans um forgiven now do either one of you have student loans i have
1: a lot of student loans <laughs> that's why this whole uh freezing eggs thing is gonna have to pause a little bit <laughs> um don't forget to look for the
0: sales oh yeah don't forget yeah yeah, and don't forget to ask family members to donate
1: that's true that's true actually yeah you're right because my mom's the one who keep asking for these grandkids so so pay for them then
0: there you go say okay mom let's freeze these eggs you want to donate some money oh i like your mug my friend got it for me. It's Timothy Chalamet and call me
2: by your name. But <laughs> she, she got this for me for my birthday. So I, I use it all the time. It's the biggest mug I have. So White
0: Timothy House. Chalamet. Oh, yes. White House urges borrowers, borrowers to apply for student debt relief despite court order. The Biden administration is urging you to continue to apply for debt relief, even though a federal appeals court order temporarily halting the program on Friday. That was last Friday. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said that the order does not prevent borrowers from applying. So have you applied?
1: Yes. And what was alarming for me was how easy that application was. I mean, wow! (laughs) Me too. I
0: I did it too.
1: I was just like, "This is it!" Like, "This is
2: it." Okay, they could have done this before.
1: Then, right? I was
0: like, "Okay." Second,
1: it just felt too easy. It was too true to be too true to be what is it too good to be true that's how i felt cuz i'm just like there's no way that this is it for you to get rid of all and i also in college i had a pell grant so i qualify for the highest level so i'm like there's no way that I, you're going to pass me 20 grand and you only ask me three questions like <laughs> and all of these questions are on the uh the student gov website anyway you
0: know if there's a way to make sure you get alerts from the Student Gov website. And that is what they recommend you do so you don't miss out on anything that's going on with student loans. I think, I forget the website's name, I'll put it up on our Facebook, but if you have student loans, do not wait. Fill out the application. Like you said, Vinice, it's very important that people know that. It's the easiest thing to do.
1: No, seriously, it took me at probably six, it probably took me two minutes because I was shocked that this was it. So I just kept <laughs> re- like going back and rereading it. <laughs> Yo,
2: yeah, send me the link when you guys cause there's a lot of scam links out here. Like truly yeah. the day they announced it, I was getting fake phone calls. Like, people are forgiving your loans. You just have to go to this scam website and give us all your information and financials. And it's like no
1: (laughs) so when you when you actually do the application at the end they give you the exact email addresses that are the only addresses that will reach out to you in reference to that so they said if you receive anything else then they give you a separate email to report a scam nice um so yeah they give that information and then also on the studentaid.gov website when you're going into um to apply there's a a alert that comes up so that you can sign up to get updates and information about it too okay and they have like a twitter so if you're into twitter that's how i keep up because i'm a twitter fiend but yeah
0: yeah the student the site for it go to student let uh what is it yes I've, federal student aid that's all you have to put in uh federal student aid and make sure you set up for alerts in your in your emails on their site make sure you're also signed in and have a password for that and make sure it's a protected password because you know these people are really working hard to make it difficult for you to receive you know Keith Robinson actually said this I have to give him credit you know I don't like to give him a lot of credit but I'll give him credit (laughs) for this that we we had no problems bailing out the banks at all none
1: not a problem whatsoever
0: i mean it's amazing how much we like love to as a as a society to get pimped by the Mm -hmm. one percent and yet we're trying to bail out i mean this student loan debt is going to help people of color Mm -hmm. with like generational wealth I think there was an 80 year old woman who died with like 90,000, over a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. hmm.
2: This is I mean, there's some people who aren't buying houses, aren't buying cars, aren't like
1: getting different places to live because of these loans. So- I couldn't get a house if I wanted to, because my student loans are literally a mortgage like and I know that's not just me that's also me and a lot of the people in my age group like and that's why millennials are not buying houses we're not buying properties we're not participating in what keeps this economy going is because we can't afford to and even if we have the income to you know what you would typically be able to do to sustain a mortgage and a house and all that type of stuff Our loan payments are equivalent to a mortgage payment. So loan like um, mortgage loaners aren't even like offering us um, mortgages. So, yeah, I'm one of them. I'm one of those people who is not buying a house because I just can't.
0: So he plans to cancel 10,000 in student loan debt for Bowers, I don't know why I can't say borrowers.
1: <laughs> that word is hard for me. <laughs> borrowers
0: earning less than one hundred twenty-five thousand, or households with under two hundred and fifty thousand total income. As a result, forty-three million borrowers qualify for debt relief. That's a lot of people, and twenty million could have their debt forgiven in full. However, as we know, conservatives argue that Biden exceeded his authority by enacting the plan without congressional approval. And that it's unfair of the government to use taxpayer money from those who didn't seek higher education. But we bailed out the banks. Yeah. (laughs) What was this unfairness then? Now, there was a group that said a federal judge in Wisconsin dismissed the case. One of the cases on October 6th, saying that challengers, a group called Brown County Taxpayer Association, lacked the standing to sue. They tried to sue. The the audacity, the entitlement, the group, because they they didn't want to pay taxes. So they wanted, I don't know who they were suing, but they said the group (laughs) represented by lawyers from the conservative Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty claimed the program had an improper racial motive, violating the constitutional constitutional guarantee of equal protection under law because it was designed to assist black borrowers and narrow the racial wealth gap. That all sounds good to me. That's the whole point. We need to narrow the rate. That's what we're trying to do. And it was dismissed. They were like, get that that shit out of here.
1: (laughs) Of course it was dismissed. Cause what?
2: What? Like the people, like, I think it's the Congressional Black Caucus or something. They were like, to help black borrowers, you actually need to raise the cap on this from being like up to $10,000 of debt relief Typically the borrows of color are the ones who are having to take more out. And it's often, most of the time, more than 10,000. So like it helps a little bit, but it doesn't completely forgive a whole chunk of things. They don't know what they're talking about. And that's an insult to our intelligence. Oh my gosh.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, we got to really, we got to pay attention to what these morons are doing. <laughs> 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 um so Kanye wants oh, to build Lord. his <laughs> own city. Oh and Lord Jesus! What do we sorry. What do we think about Kanye? Are we still fans of Kanye and his music? Can we still listen to it? No, I don't listen <laughs> to it. I I don't really. I I was just watching the train wreck, and I'm like, someone needs to take him, put a straight jacket on him, put him in, and actually help him he needs
2: help and these people are just taking his money and letting him embarrass himself and being able to paint themselves as victims of his whatever. But really like this man needs help and you guys are just bleeding him dry. He just, he just bought parlor for what? Cause Candace Owens con woman efforts. This is ridiculous.
1: I think Kanye West knows exactly what he's doing. I'm tired of this whole, like, I mean, I know that he suffers from, you know, Bipolar disorder and things of that nature. However, you being bipolar does not allow you to just be able to walk around and be an asshole. Um, it's like, it's, it's been too many, too many instances where. He does. He has a routine where he's quiet, he's doing his thing. When he wants something or something doesn't work out, then he goes into saying these outlandish things. Then he tries to make it seem like he's pro-Black while at the same time smacking Black people in the face. But then trying to explain to us why we are robots when all he does is repeat whatever conservative leader that he's behind that time that he decided to say what he wanted to say was saying because he doesn't have any unique thoughts he's literally repeating verbatim what Candace Owen says everything that he said I'm sorry I'm going beyond this topic because I've been like (laughs) (laughs) I'm so frustrated with Kanye because it's just like people keep giving him these platforms to speak just for him to basically give Candace Owens a larger voice than what she has because he's more influential than her, then it's like he's literally copy and pasting the exact strategy that Donald Trump did, which Donald Trump copy and pasted his strategy from a WWE fighter who ran in... What's, what state was that? Was it New York that he ran in? Wait, which one? Um, So have you guys ever... You. Have you guys ever watched... um? the uh documentary um on netflix it's like a six-part series docu-series and it follows trump's entire pro like um strategy and transition into running from president
0: no because i i I think i need to preserve um, my mental illness (laughs) 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 my mental health actually
1: um so i've watched it and i recommend it because i think it kind of um it i don't know for me i found it interesting but in that you find that basically the year that he decided he actually was going to run for president and then the year he originally planned to run, he knew he couldn't run against Obama, so he had to wait until Obama was done because he knew that there was no Democrat coming up after Obama who would be able to take the, you know, basically um, continue on Obama's love and movement. But in that process, what you see is there was a WWE fighter, I cannot remember his name, um, but he ran for, um, I believe it was mayor and, or governor for, was it New York? For some reason, I think it was New York, but it was somewhere in the Northeast and everything that we saw Trump do, he learned from him. So he copy and pasted the man strategy, went on to do the same thing where he pretty much does this thing of like saying outlandish things, um, when he's getting interviewed and doesn't want to answer a question he'll interrupt you and yell like say things that have nothing to do with your question accuse you of basically battering him like all of that is very intentional it's not like he's just I mean he's an idiot but he's also a strategic one like he knows exactly what he's doing and so what I'm seeing now now that I've like I saw that documentary years ago. I actually watched it twice. So now when I'm watching like what Kanye is doing now with like these interviews and partnering up with Candace Owens and and walking around with a white lives matter t-shirt, but then arguing about how, like saying anti-Semitic things to be pro-Black. All of that is him copy and pasting exactly what Trump did when Trump was running for president because Kanye wants to run in 2024. And it's very frustrating to see because we also know that Tr- Kanye as a person doesn't necessarily believe in what he's saying. He's saying what he wants to say th- so that he can have the power and become a leader or whatever he is. So it's just It's very frustrating just seeing anything about Kanye West at this point. But you know where we get him. Yeah. And it's like for his music, it's like, you know, I don't I don't see anything wrong with, you know, listening to his music if you enjoy it. But it has gotten to the point now where it's very hard to disassociate the artist from the person. Like he now has made that almost impossible to do. Like now people don't even feel comfortable buying his sneakers um so yeah oh he has sneakers yeah the yeezys
0: oh the oh i don't know i don't and they're know expensive
1: this. too they are not cheap <laughs>
0: <laughs> they well are that's how you expensive. get the guy who was spewing all those um lies about the shooting that of the kids in um <laughs> where was that in Connecticut, the, the In Connecticut. shooting of like
2: the, the little kids. And he was like, this is a lie. This is made up. And like people were going after those families because he was saying that it was a
0: lie. Oh, what is his name? I, I you know, I, I didn't have Alex this. Jones. Alex yes, Jones. Alex
1: Jones. And he got sued and lost that lawsuit. Yes. And, and now Kanye West is about see? to do the same
0: thing. Thank you. <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex Jones and Sandy Hook. And you see how much he's been fined and you see how he's pleased. He's pleading. He's begging for that money to not be taken away from him. That's how you get these individuals. That was a good precedence, that case, because it's going to show how you can't just say whatever you want to say. Like the family, George Floyd's family is suing Kanye. You know, so it's like, yeah, this is a good precedence. It's like, watch what happens. It's like, you, you know what? You can be a fool if you want to, but you will lose everything you have. That's how we deal with this in the um, court system. This, you just protect people by finding morons. <laughs> <laughs> right? You hit them where it hurts. Stop, you know, don't purchase Kanye's music. There you go. Here's an idea. You you still like it? Don't purchase it. Don't purchase it. Stay away. Don't buy the sneakers. He's building his own universe. It's a mini city. It's called the the ecosystem.
1: Yeah, Is and it's also potentially it? be it potentially has like four different names. So it's the ecosystem, but he also got um, Yeezy Universe and then YX something something. It's just yeah, but. <laughs>
0: For those of you who have not heard, the rapper turned fashion designer turned web troll has been making headlines for months for his baby mama drama. I love the roots so much because this is how they put it with ex-wife Kim Kardashian shaming well-respected fashion journalists making anti-Semitic comments and disturbing white lives matter tease. His team has reportedly been busy filing trademark applications that would grant him the necessary permission to legally form his own community like why does he need a community i think this will be um once he gets sued by the family of george floyd and once he starts losing money he will not be able to afford his own community (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes,
2: <laughs> this is stupidity plus money equals bullshit like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we. It's very frustrating that we have to deal I, with this and listen I to I this and to ask know about this.
0: This question: Do you find is it overwhelmingly black men that are acting this way in our community about no. like? Or in our community? Mm-hmm. About what was, in Like, what they seem to be radicalized. Black men seem to be more radicalized in the community as far as voting, as far as their um, political views. So I have an interesting story. Um,
1: <laughs> this is dating. So um, I was dating a guy, actually, and everything was going great. And then I remember he told me he voted for Trump. And he was Black. And so... I'm immediately like, oh, yeah, this definitely isn't going to work. But now I'm intrigued because I'm just an inquisitive person. So I start asking him questions and he was just saying how he refused to vote for Biden because he's from Delaware and the Biden, you know, the Bidens never liked the blacks in Delaware, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but honestly, I would have respected it more if you just didn't vote. I, I have to be honest in that. I would have respected it more if you didn't vote instead of voting for Trump. And he was like making all of these radical statements. And it was so weird because historically um he was one of those people who voted for Obama and voted for Trump. And I'm just like. Like, how do you justify that in your mind? And then I started doing research because I actually, um, when Hillary Clinton was running for president, I volunteered for her campaign um, that entire time. And so part of my... role was I had to do a lot of research analysis on kind of like the history of voters and like how the voters are turning out now and something I found um that I just continued to research was during the Biden versus um Trump campaign more black men voted for Trump um then, you know, historically, how many black men would vote Republican? And so it was just so when you said that, I do think that that is a thing. And statistically, it has shown that that is a thing. And it might be because um, black men feel like their voice is being shut out um, in some ways, or at least that's just what I see. Um, But yeah,
0: we had a young lady on the podcast a while back very informative episode um she spoke to the fact that they are being radicalized on purpose like they're being targeted by the far right on youtube black men watch youtube more than anything else so they get bombarded by information and they get the false information on youtube so i try to put out every weekend we do a live uh for the podcast on youtube and i try to keep it going because i know that is where a lot of Misinformation is being handed off to black men because I'm like, where are they getting this stuff from? And I also, I al- always hear this they think that he's like, um, like a gangster. They think Trump, they 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 seem to look up to what he's doing. Canise what are you, What have you seen? Um, I mean, oh, Kines. oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's arriving, it's arriving, rhyming. 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 right? It's arriving,
1: sorry, sorry. That I didn't hear the cuff. <laughs>
2: I mean I'm I'm from the south, a pretty white suburb, and I see how all of those people are radicalized. <laughs> like it's it's frustrating how I cannot talk to my neighbors like that I grew up with, that like I used to be friends with their kids, and I cannot talk to them because it is like it's two questions away from there are people who are trying to take what is ours and we have to vote for these conservative people. We want fascism, effectively. Um, we aren't going to say that, but we want a fascist leader and we have an idea of who it's going to be. And yeah, I think there's a lot of people out here who are being radicalized by YouTube. I think, yes, black men, absolutely. But these white people are out here saying some nonsense too. And like, it's surprising to find all minorities are like, Whoa, whoa, where is this coming from? Like we're not we're we're not on the same page about like basic stuff and a lot of people feel that way. So yes, black men, but a lot of people are out here saying wild things about how there's some other group and we gotta stop them and we're gonna have fascism and that's gonna fix things
0: and it's terrifying. I find that when we attack Biden, you're helping the right. No matter how you do it, if you, you know, I got a lot of problems with Biden, but I'm not going to say it right now, except for right here. (laughs) And here's why, because I know that the other side is counting on me to say something, even a little bit, you know, you call him sleepy, you call him, first of all, that's ageist. I don't know why the Democrats haven't pounced on that. And the fear mongering doesn't help. I don't know why the Democrats haven't pounced on that, too, and gotten to the core of what that is. They just uh, they don't seem to Democrats don't seem to come back that that strong ever in these fights. You know, you got to protect the attacks of this man. And instead, I feel them they're being cowardly. They're like, oh, well, they they, everyone's right. He fell off that bicycle. Didn't look good. (laughs) You know, you may have a lot of problems with Biden right now, but what are we up against? What are we up against? It's really serious shit going on right now. Women's rights is at hand. Woo wee.
1: that <laughs> seems to be That's like been
0: thrown out the window. Yeah. People seem to be like, whatever. I'd rather like my safety. It's interesting to hear people
2: justify that. Like when you hear people in like conservative areas or conservative women specifically be like, well, yeah, I don't love that I'm losing my rights, but if push comes to shove, I can just pay for something that's under the table and I don't have to worry about it that much, but the real issue is this obscure tax law that never was going to affect me anyway. That's the real issue. Like,
1: mm-hmm. to add to that, too, like I that just brought up a point when you were asking me about like black men being radical, too, with the Trump situation is a lot of the issues that they would argue that he was bringing up would never affect them because statistically, black men don't make enough for like a lot of the things that he was going to do to affect them. So it's just like kind of like you said, like, oh yeah, well, you know, this law and this da 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 da, and I'm like, well, let's be realistic here. You fall here, and he's helping these people here, and you are nowhere near there. So what are we talking about? And it's I think it's that they maybe. Um, now, th- now that I'm thinking about it, it might be like with black men specifically, like with like the, how the YouTube algorithms and all those type of things might be pushing that type of radical view to them. They might be, um, zoning in on like that, um, aspiration type of idea, like people on social media, show their best highlights and how they got here. And so regular people look at it and they aspire to that, but then they subconsciously start believing that that's going to be them. So then they feel that they need to vote or move in a way that's going to benefit the people who they see are there, even though they themselves are more than likely never going to reach that. Not to like, you know, diminish anybody, but just being realistic, you know?
2: I don't think that's diminishing people at all. And it kind of sucks (laughs) that so many people are like, yeah, I'm going to become valuable, monetarily wealthy, which is what I put so much value on. That's going to be me. So I'm going to vote like versus being like, Hey, you don't have to be wealthy to be valuable. And maybe you shouldn't be aspiring to that as your highest possible value. Maybe And maybe
1: you might even be able to get to that. If you vote for something that could benefit your circumstances now.
0: Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) now I will say I have become more involved also locally. I think that's where a lot of people can learn more about our government and how it works and how politicians think. And I've just noticed just from just complaining about a loud business underneath my my building, how much is involved. Like, I mean, wow. Like I have seen in Harlem... I have seen that more Black individuals in Harlem have done a disservice to Harlem than white individuals in the community, in the community board uh, that I had to address the situation. I'm looking at them and I'm like, the business that I'm talking about was listed as a Black-owned business and is not a Black-owned business, it's a white-owned business. And if you don't see that they have four businesses now on a street and they are starting a monopoly that you don't understand, it's beyond me. And I talked to another business owner who had a problem with them. She's black. And she's like, she, this is what she said to me. She said, girl, it's too much of a headache. Don't stress yourself out. And I go, no, that's that's how you, if you don't. What? I was what like, you, you have to get involved. You have to care. If you don't, if I hadn't started where I started, I wouldn't have seen all of the corruption that is existing in Harlem right now. I mean, when I tell you that the community is not aware of a lot of the stuff that's going on, they are not aware. Harlem is now less than 50 percent black. Really? Yep. Wow. Displaced over 10,000 people of color. And it's it's our fault our fault okay when that happens and i'm saying because and it's and part of it is also intentional that we don't know this stuff that we don't know because there's a lot of there's a lot of shaking hands there's a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of people patting their pockets i mean it's insane So get involved any way you can in local government. Find out. Get involved. See what your community board is doing. See what your community is doing. See what associations are happening in your neighborhood. You can learn a lot just by being involved, you know, and it doesn't take much. Now, Megan the Stallion has declared. I always say her name kind of crazy. I know (laughs) Zaynab is listening, going, Marina, how come I said it right, right? Yeah. (laughs) How do you normally say it? I guess I pause. I go, Megan D. Stallion. <laughs> now her, her home was burgled, burglarized by thieves who took hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of items from her house. She's declared that she'll be taking hiatus after her L.A. home was robbed. After her performance on Saturday Night Live, Megan's house was not this didn't happen after, but it was after her performance. Her house was reportedly targeted by two thieves who took upwards of 400000 $400, dollars worth of cash, jewelry and electronics. How? How is that possible? Jewelry's expensive. How did she get robbed, though?
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's alarming how many people are getting robbed, like in like gated communities and safe communities like it's really bad. I had um a friend of mine, he's an engineer in Houston, and he was um on working on a project in Philadelphia. So he and his wife came to visit me. And while they were there the police had to call them because somebody had broken into their home and they live into in a gated community. It's a very like safe neighborhood. And so when luckily they had cameras that surrounded the, um, the house. So they had looked at the cameras, over the span of the time that they were gone. And for the entire week they were gone, the same person or two people who came to rob them had been walking the neighborhood to see who was there and who wasn't there. And when they realized that they were gone, they came in and robbed them, stole, like they had a um a gun that was licensed at the time. They stole that, um like all types of stuff. Yeah, like the jewelry, like clothes, a bunch of stuff. And I'm just like, this is getting wild. And then in Atlanta, That's a whole story, but it's just like in Atlanta, I'm hearing about all types of like wealthy um, and very, you know, prominent figures getting robbed on a regular basis in Los Angeles. I lived out in um, San Diego for three months um, over the summer this year, and the robberies in L.A. and San Diego were just astronomical. Like it's it's crazy, but it's also I think has a lot to do with the fact that the way the economy is, how inflation is just at a point now where people can't survive. Like when I was in Southern California, it was normal for people to literally just be living in their vans. Like that wasn't even like, like people wouldn't even question it anymore. Like when you brought it up earlier, I was thinking about that. Cause I'm like, it literally is just like, kind of like an expectation now of like, Oh, okay, cool. Where do you park it? You know, like (laughs) it's not even like a discussion. It's not like a back and forth anymore. It's literally like a, yeah, you know, I'm living in my van. Like, yeah,
0: it is insane. And I think it's also like you got to really pay attention to who you're hiring to install cameras, who you're hiring to do the security work, because it all feels like an inside job to me. I mean, when you're when you have that much money and you have security, how does someone break in? That's what I'm not understanding. And then I'm also thinking, like, maybe don't post so many videos about how nice your place looks. Instagram man, Instagram can lead you to robbery. I don't know. I don't know if it's that simple,
1: because like even... Like, um, I think about uh, reality housewives. I mean, housewives of um, Beverly Hills and Dorit got robbed. And when she got robbed, a lot of the other women had announced how they had gotten robbed, you know, not too long ago as well. And so it's like, I don't know. I guess when you are a prominent figure, like you have to be you have to be a lot more safer about how you move and things of that nature. But I don't know, cause then it's like I I it's so many thoughts that go through my mind because then I'm also thinking about how all of these young rappers are getting shot and killed, like in their homes, um, or just out at like a waffle house. Like it's just it's just crazy how everything is just playing out right now. And then I heard also in Atlanta there's a neighborhood um that has like uh, NBA players some of like reality stars live in this neighborhood and just other like prominent names and there's a, a gang I guess who strategically go to this neighborhood to rob the like NBA players and the um, the artists and the reality stars that live in this neighborhood and so it's kind of like what is going on. Yeah, and how are they getting in? That's what I. Yeah, because keep... all of these communities are gated. So how are they? I getting got. In? I
0: got. They. It's inside. It's inside jobs. I'm like, you can't trust. Them. It's so hard to be black and make money and show it. We want to show it, right? We want to show our wealth. We want to. We want to show people what we're doing. I like showing. Well, my background. I don't know if anyone was to steal that, Abruk. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that plant. Look at that sad book. Well, no, the bookcase actually is designed quite well, but still, like I don't think there's anything you want. Maybe you want that that photo. That's a photo with uh, Patrice O'Neill benefit in the back on the right there. Maybe you want that, but I don't really it got nothing, I got they nothing might come for you. For you. <laughs> you'd be so you'd be so sad to rob my place. You are not. You may get some some uh, nice throw blanket. That's about it. There's I've I've stopped like Mm -hmm. showing sort of like things. Sometimes even when I say I'm live and I'm somewhere, I go, I got security, motherfuckers. You ain't coming in my place. Mm -hmm. Do you have security, Kaneez, where you're at in Brooklyn? No, I don't at all. There's not. I mean, don't rob me. Uh, I also have very little. (laughs) Uh, Do you have like? Do you live on the fire escape? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta put something on that window, girl. Oh, there's something on the window. There's
2: like a lock and stuff on the window so that people can't just like come in there. Um, and I know that because they tried they had to break down my front door because they couldn't get in through the fire escape. There wasn't a fire. I they there was a leak in the ceiling somewhere, and they thought my apartment was flooding because the people underneath me, it was flooding. Um, and they couldn't come in any other way, so they broke down the front
0: door yeah you gotta be careful boy i'll be telling these uh, these white people that move into my building i'm like don't be so trusting of your window being open i they i gave one girl an adt sticker she's like do i really need them yes i go yes she goes i have a dog i go they could kill the dog yeah i, I hate this, to give you the sad story of how realistically like violent people can get but not just a like a dog,
2: just give us some food. It's very easy to distract a dog. <laughs> like
0: what I know. My friend actually walked into my neighbor's apartment. I don't know if they can hear me. And she said that she accidentally walked in there and the dog was like wagging its tail and just like, Hi. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> That's terrible. Said, you She said she wasn't paying attention. And she just I go, What do you mean? It's a hallway of just apartments. <laughs> She said she goes, I like, open the door and the dog's tail was just, wail, you know, wagging back and forth. And she's like, oh, hello. And the girl had the door unlocked. That's my other point. It's like That's what I was going to do-
1: say. She just left the dog, the door unlocked with a dog that doesn't attack. Mm-mm.
0: And I don't <laughs> trust these delivery guys. You know what I stopped doing? I stopped ordering food and opening the door and having it a hand to hand. Thing I know this oh, sounds yeah, very no. bougie that I'm even talking about del- food deliveries, but. <laughs> um, but I don't know is that is that the bougiest thing? <laughs> food delivery? Someone said so. We were on our live this Saturday, and someone's like, "Oh, okay, bougie conversation about deliveries." I'm like, "I live in New York, motherfucker." I, it, yeah, that is yeah. not, not bougie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I get food delivered. I've but been I
1: super just- <laughs> broke and still afforded DoorDash. <laughs> that this is not bougie.
0: <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted some food, but I always go, I go, thank you very much. Have a great day through the door. I go, just leave it there. Thank you.
2: (laughs) I also do that. We're just like,
0: thank you so much. I appreciate you. But seriously,
2: just leave it there. You go a a distance away because I don't know you. You're just some random dude. Okay. Yeah,
1: I always have them leave it at the front door or when I was living in Philly. I was actually living in the old West Philly High building. Um, They had turned it into lofts. And so we had like a 24-hour doorman. So I would have it there and then I would just come get it. But yeah, Mm-mm. I'm not opening the door. I'm not interested. <laughs> I don't need to meet you. I don't need to shake your hand. Just drop my food off and I'll leave you a tip. Um, when they used to, I think they stopped it, but DoorDash used to let you like send a message after the delivery. So I would usually send a message that said, thank you. But now I don't think you can send a message after it's delivered. So it is what it mm-hmm. is.
0: I know. I was telling Yamanika this last night. I was like, these delivery places, they as far as groceries go, they never brought them all the way up to the fourth floor. So I'm like, I stopped. She's like, you stopped. I go, they won. They they won. <laughs> I was like, they they don't want to do it. And I believe them. So I, why wouldn't they hey. bring it up to the fourth floor? Because it's four floors of uh, a walk up and, they, and the delivery guy I don't blame him was like fuck those floor four <laughs> it's a workout when you just have yourself walking up four flights okay yeah. so carrying when groceries I, w- I get it
1: when I was doing I would do like Instacart on the weekends and I would always walk up cause usually like the people who lived up the highest would give you more of a tip cause they understood the struggle of you carrying their groceries all the way up there
0: I always did too, but the yeah. ones who didn't, I was like, I, I may have to go back to Instacart. I've heard good things about Instacart. I think mm-hmm. Instacart is better because mm-hmm. I used to do it on Amazon. Amazon, mm, home they're food lazy. Workers. They, they are lazy. Yeah, and they and they have a right to be because yeah. they, they get treated so horribly. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna just. They won. Amazon won. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, I will stop having my food delivered.
1: Did you do the uh, Amazon Fresh subscription?
0: Yeah I, had a, yeah, I had, well, no, I had, no, I never did the subscription because at that point I gave up completely. <laughs> I was just like, I'm done. I was like, I, I'm i not, you know, and they were stealing packages on the first floor. So last thing I want is them to steal like my broccoli. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I'll be happy that someone's eating healthy out there, but when they stole my organic herbal tea, that is for my hormones as a woman. I was like, okay, it's, I, why? let tell you something. It's the lawlessness, and I know I sound like a white woman right now. <laughs> Go on, Karen. It is so bad. I went to Rite Aid last night. I'm on the FaceTime with, I know I've mentioned Yamanik a lot, but she called me last. And I, I sort of, just to get two bottles of water, when I tell you these guys were running around the Rite Aid stealing stuff. <laughs> it's gotten so bad you can walk in there and they'll be stealing right in front of you while you're paying they just they take everything off the shelves put them in the van one guy was just running around I was like what the hell is going on and I uh, the cash register the lady at the cash register I said you don't get paid enough she's like girl no <laughs> I said and what's the security guard doing?" she goes I don't even know who he is I don't know who that security guard is I was like I give you know, and I don't blame her. That's not what she signed up to do. She didn't sign up for this, but it's every day. And let me tell you, the cops are in there like randomly. But I seen a guy take a whole shelf of chips. And put it into his bag and he's like, all right, let's go. Wait, get a bar of soap and we good. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> not a bar of soap. Get, Uso, get a bar. Yeah, get a bar of soap and get we good bar. And they were you out
1: all these chips, but just give me one bar
0: soap. <laughs> one bar of soap. Bar yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: priorities. Priorities.
0: Yeah. Right. I'll tell right. you what, I'm I don't know about you, Kennis. Uh, you take pub the train? All the time. You better protect yourself. I've been seeing these stories. Mm-hmm. Look, listen. You know what's working? They had a spray. black
1: samurai when I was out there. When I saw what? you, Marina, there was <laughs> yes. a black samurai. I that's was like, right. oh, no, nah, New York. Mm-mm. <laughs> that's why I don't come out here that
0: often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But that's <laughs> no, you no, don't interrupt me. No, you're right. He was going through with a sword. With the yes. sword. Doing what? Then they ain't caught him. Did, was he slicing people? It was still in the case, but it was. So we, he was trying. We don't know what he was trying. Yeah, to Yeah, did he commit a crime? I, I, My I point I'm
2: not is, I'm a pro samurai guy. I just need to make that clear. What?
0: No, he. We don't know because they didn't catch him. In yeah, the I was bucket. about to say we.
1: The alert they, that I saw, they didn't clarify what he did. They just said there's a black, black samurai on the loose. That's all <laughs> I saw. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. only in New York City would I get an alert like this. I'm trying mm-hmm. to watch a comedy show and be supportive. And I gotta be like, Ooh, thank goodness, because I actually was going to take the um the subway in because I was in uh Jersey City. I was like, no, let me drive. I'm so glad I drove because if I saw that <laughs> alert and it had to go home,
0: mm-mm. yeah they say they say they're going to put more comps in the subways and more cameras. You got to turn the cameras on first of all. Yes. Right. I was like, those right. cameras are all They're covered
2: in spray paint. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are the ca- so they can this record some that I was murdered? Sense. This is some what are they easy stuff.
0: There's some easy things you can do. Yeah. Like one, don't just put cops in the subway. Put some real experts in mental health in the subways. They keep saying they do it. And I ain't seen them. I ain't seen them. Because these are people who actually are trained and know how to deal. And if you you spent all this money on cops and you could put all this money into what really does work. And it mm-hmm. does take that doesn't take much time. No. No. They put young police officers who just antagonize
2: the people who are clearly like mentally unstable and just one person like, let's actually think about this, talk, get a solution for this person. Instead of, hey, you get get out of here. You're someone else's problem now. Like that's it's not an effective system.
0: I don't pepper spray now because I have seen all the stories of how that works. I've seen two stories where the girl protected her boyfriend with pepper spray. A guy just stabbed, stabbed him randomly and she sprayed him with pepper spray and he was gone. So I carry that. I also remember Bevy Smith. I think it was Bevy. It was someone who was on my uh, podcast who said they have batteries in like a sock. Ready <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I knock you out, motherfucker. Because you know, you saw, you saw my hands. You saw my hands, Venice. I'm mm-hmm. fast as a oh, puncher. Yeah. Still, oh yeah, that ain't gonna oh, work yeah. in a knife fight. Don't play with Marina. Don't play. But in a knife fight, I You know, hey, I'm gonna lose, so I got my pepper spray ready to go. Right, I ain't playing, and whoever's on that train, we all gonna get pepper sprayed. I don't care. All right, well, we gotta go. This was fun. <laughs> <laughs> i want all of you to um, follow these ladies they are young stars now Canice tell our listeners where they can find you
2: okay you can find me on socials i'm at kenise mobley on everything that's k-e-n-i-c-e can Ken ice that's why it always corrects to venice uh <laughs> Constantly, I, I share your pain and struggle. And with friends like us, you can get a better understanding of what's going on. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you. And so happy that you are better. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Continued wellness and health. Fingers crossed. Beneath. Not yes. to mistake for Kanese.
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, so you can find me. Um, my podcast is called Sippin' Spill. You can find us at Sippin' Spills across any social media page um, where we just sip on drinks while spilling the tea on dating and relationships. And um, with friends like us, we can learn how we can get involved with these communities to keep these radicals out of office.
0: Yes! Boom, 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 boom! Thank you both ladies. Marina Franklin here. Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. And with friends like us, you can bring young stars on who don't even know they're young, by the way, and they can let you know how to get it right. Thank you, Stace, for joining us backstage. If you join us on Patreon, Patreon backslash friends like us, you can also be a gold member and you can also watch our recordings live. Check, Check us, us out! out.